Blog Talk Radio. copy of the indictment um, because it's pretty much everywhere on online. Um, all yeah. 34 counts are felony counts of falsifying uh, business records. Uh, I believe they're all in the first degree. And they occurred uh, between February 14th of 2017 and uh, like December of 2017. So, like, yeah. apparently for the whole the whole year of 2017, um, the former guy was was very busy uh, falsifying uh, records, <laughs> according to according to the to the indictment. Um, uh, and it's it, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, because it's just like one after the other. It's like if you look at the indictment. And and you're right. I mean, whether anything comes of this or not, um, you know, remains to be seen. Uh, Trump yep, is one slip, slippery, slippery dude, and um, you know, so yep. it's it's hard it's hard yep. to say where where this will end. But they all are uh, um, in the first degree. They all are felonies. Yep. And it's very likely that there, I mean, he has so many different um, cases pending. I think there's like, what, five at this point in addition to this one? So um, we'll we'll see. Four or five, four or five to the best of my knowledge. I know that there is an additional one in New York coming up, I think, not next. Well, I don't know. Something's coming up next week. I can't remember which one it is. But there's Georgia. There's a rape case. There's, uh, excuse me, he has not been proven guilty of that. So let me say alleged rape case. Um, You know, there's just a whole bunch going on right now. This was just the start. This is the first launch, as it were. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where any of it goes. 
Um, right. I, of course, I have For, personal feelings about that, but we won't go into that. Uh, you know, decide as well, you will on what you want to believe. <laughs> well, I, I think the I think the most the, the bigger story um, in all of this is how it has eclipsed other news and and there have been some some pretty uh noteworthy uh stories that have um that have kind of uh really haven't gotten the kind of traction uh that they would normally get um uh, just yesterday <laughs> yep uh pence you know it was reported that that pence is like not going to um continue to fight uh, going, you know, testifying before right. the grand jury, right. uh, which is yep. huge. Um, and yet, that kind of has taken a, a back seat to, um, because of uh, the of the the Trump show, as it were. Yeah, um, the, the Trump circus, absolutely. It's it's insane. It has eclipsed everything. It has eclipsed local news, it has eclipsed national news, um, and quite frankly, it's, you know, to, to continue to, to go over it is um, kind of silly because nothing has changed. We knew he was going to go in there and say not guilty. Um, this is very initial first step. Um, so, we, you know, we're waiting to see what happens just like everybody else. There's no inside track here. But, yeah, there are yeah. other important things to talk about. We have a lot of other news to get to. So where do you want to start? Are we going with Mike Pence first since you brought it up? Let's go with that. So apparently yeah. um, during insurrection days or day, um, Mike Pence stated somewhere along the line that Donald Trump had put him in danger um, and – had refused subsequently that you know to, to that he didn't want to testify against Trump, but apparently now he's come to a place. I'm not sure how he got to this place. I don't know if if he was strongly encouraged or he's tired of uh, I don't know sucking up or trying to protect his former boss. But finally, good sense has arrived in the sense that he is no longer fighting testifying for what yeah. happened. Well, so here's he, here's the statement yeah. that um that his uh spokesperson released. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution and his claim that the Biden uh special counsel's unprecedented subpoena was unconstitutional under the speech or debate clause was an important one made to preserve the separation of powers outlined by our founders. Um, in the court's decision, that principle prevailed. Um, and, it, and then they go, he goes on to say that the, uh, you know, basically that, pre, that, um, that Pence will not appeal the judge's ruling. Um, so it's like they're kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth here. Because, you know, I mean, it's like the language, the court's landmark and historic ruling affirms, you know, that for the first time in history that um, the speech and debate clause extends to the vice president of the United States. But, you know, that being said, now he's saying he's going to testify. So, um, and there really hasn't been a lot said on, you know, whether or not – He's. They're going to try to limit what he can speak on, um, despite mm-hmm. that ruling. Now, Trump attorneys could could appeal the the ruling that ordered Pence to appear, um, but that also remains to be seen. I mean, I think that this has more to do with um, Pence buying himself time, because you know he is looking at a possible uh, run for president, but has not yet an- announced. So right. I-, I think that that is a major factor here. I mean, read the room. 
you know, um, (laughs) because in order to win a general election, you know, he's going to need more than, than, than just the MAGA folks to, to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's hotly contested already. I mean, there's a lot of people throwing their hat in that ring. It's startling. It'll be interesting to watch as time progresses. But um, So is there any word on when that testimony will be forthcoming? Not that I have seen. Um, not that that I have seen. So, okay. Um, and and often, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily when somebody testifies before the grand jury, it's not always, they don't always know when that's happening. And in Pence's case, there could be security concerns. So, um, you know, a lot of times people will speak to the grand jury in a, in it, because and those all of that's sealed until an indictment is issued. So, you know, we may not know. He could have already talked to him for all we know. Although I think that, you know, oh. there are enough there are enough Snoopy reporters that uh, <laughs> that if he had there that somebody would would know or have speculated and so far I've not seen anything along those lines. Interesting. Okay. Um well, so that is a TBD. We'll keep an eye out on that. But there's fuckery everywhere, isn't there? Especially in our own home state right now of North Carolina. Well, it's not our home state; it's just where we live. Well, it's actually not b- b- before we go there, let's let's talk about okay. more uh, Trump-affiliated fuckery. Oh, okay. Because yeah, my favorite kind of fuckery. Um. So. ProPublica, and for anyone listening that is not familiar with ProPublica, um, they are they do some of the best, most um, you know, in-depth investigative work. Uh, and if you're if you're not reading them, you you should be because they they do some terrific journalism. And so, just like today, this morning at 5 a.m. They released quite the story <clears throat> on Clarence Thomas and <laughs> his failure to disclose the many, many trips that have been funded by uh, Harlan Crow, who is a Republican mega donor and a real estate magnate, magnet. Um, he, like, I mean, he has, like, lots of money. He owns, like, all kinds of, like, resorts and uh, some that are so exclusive that you can't, like, you can't even pay to go there. You have to be invited. Um, um, And he's, like, you know, got yachts, and uh, apparently he's very good friends with the Thomases and has paid, I mean, like, tons and tons of travel that he has funded for the Thomases. And, uh, I mean, technically, there's some question as to how much a Supreme Court justice uh, would have to declare. um, Like, some of the reports I've read have said that if they received any gift over like four hundred and fifteen dollars or something that that they have to include that he's not included any of of this on his like uh reporting that that all uh judges have to do um in in one incident like um crow flew him and his wife um to go on this uh, super yacht that went all through um, went island hopping uh, in Indonesia and um, they're saying that the cost of that trip would have exceeded uh, like half a million dollars uh, mm-hmm. which just to refresh your memory that the pay for um, 
somebody that serves on the court is 285000 a year. So that would be almost double what his yearly salary w- would would be. And then, I mean, there is a long list of, you know, other uh, places that he's uh, that he's traveled and all on somebody else's dime, which technically he should be, you know, he should be, he should have included that in the gifts that he's, that he's received. Um, and this is pretty, this is pretty, I mean, this is pretty stunning. I mean, we're talking about, you know, millions of dollars in, in trips and travel. And they are mm-hmm. supposed to disclose travel. Like, I think they're, they're prohibited from, uh, like they have to disclose that, but he didn't. He didn't record any of this. Yeah, I think it's not just the travel. I think it's the gifts too, depending on, as you said, the dollar amount. And I am sure that any gift given, uh, in my opinion, any gift given to a Supreme Court justice would be really nice and not mere trinkets. I would assume that these gifts are substantial and for a reason. No one just gives people things without, I mean, in in this continuous manner and to this monetary height without expecting something in return. Now, I don't know that for a fact, but, I mean, as much as I, I, I love my friends, there's a limit to what I would be able to supply um, by the same token, it's very concerning when you have people who are supposed to be pillars of the law, you know, the very laws of our country, who cannot even bring themselves to be honest about what's going on in their own lives and, and gifts that they are receiving. So, you know, I know that Alexandria... Ocasio-Cortez had said that she should, you know, this is beyond recusing yourself in any future hearing. This is, I would think, an an impeachable offense. I I absolutely think he should should, uh, resign his immediately. Um, It's an outrage. It really is. It's an outrage. No one is supposed to be above the law, yet we keep finding these people above the law, you know, thinking and getting away with being above the law. It's very upsetting, very disconcerting. Well, it is. So here's what um, ProPublica says in their article, and uh, quote, justices are generally required to publicly report all gifts worth more than $415 defined as anything of value that isn't fully reimbursed. Uh, there, mm-hmm. there are exceptions. If someone hosts a justice at their own property, free food and lodging don't have to be disclosed, uh, which would basically exempt a dinner at a friend's house. Um, the exemption never applied to transportation such as private jet flights um, and that that was a fact that was made explicit in recent updated filing instructions for the judiciary Um, you know and so like them being on a yacht would would be transportation so like that should have been disclosed Um, I mean some of the other stuff might be a gray area but you know when you have somebody who's as powerful in real estate as Crow is then, you know, that he would have to recuse himself really from any case that is going to be majorly impacting real estate, uh, you know, any kind of ruling that would be handed down, um, you know. And then they also cited that um, that one of the trips that he was on, you know, his guests, some of the other guests, that were uh, on the trip were executives from both Verizon and Price uh, Waterhouse Coopers, uh, both of whom are, you know, 
also there were major GOP donors and uh, one of the leaders from the conservative American Enterprise Institute think tank. Um, so, I mean, even if even if he didn't do anything wrong, even if nothing of this was ever discussed, it has the it presents as being inappropriate. And uh, you know, a lot of law experts are are like saying, you know, like in ethics, they're they're just like blown away that that he accepted, you know, all of these trips and like the people he might have been, you know, in contact with. So, uh, you know, and it just gets worse. Like the more you read the story, the the worse the worse it absolutely gets. Um, you know, and once again, even if he even if he didn't do anything that would um be ethically wrong, you know, like where he discussed something and then that later came as a case that he didn't recuse himself, the appearance of right. it is like absolutely terrible. But also the fact that he never included any of this um in any of his his reporting because they do have to file you know they do have to file reports and statements on things that they've received um sure. you know and then an, another thing that's kind of hilarious is that um so Thomas kind of has this this uh history of presenting himself as kind of, you know, like an everyday kind of guy and, um, you know, that he doesn't, you know, that he has a very modest taste in, in the things. And they even include a quote with him from, from him that says, you know, I don't have any problem with going to Europe, but I prefer the United States and I prefer seeing the regular parts of, of the United States. I prefer sure. the yeah. RV parks. I prefer the Walmart parking lots to the beaches and things like that. There's something normal to me about it. I come from regular stock, and I prefer that. I prefer being around that. Um, you know, and sure, great. But, um, you know, and then he's off going to, like, all of these really, you know, amazing places, one of – Crow's Resorts, which is a private lakeside resort called Camp Top Ridge um, in the uh, Arundacks in in uh, upstate New York, like you can't like the only people that can go there are are people that are Crow's guests, and and it's all inclusive. Like he picks up the tab for everything. Like they have their own private private chef, and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty stunning. Uh, so, I mean, the, the level of dissonance there. I mean, and just to give you an idea about this Topridge place, okay, like it has a life-size replica of the Harry Potter character Hagrid, you know, his hut and house that he lived in. It has a life-size replica of that. Wow. I'm not familiar yeah. with that, but I've seen some of the set stuff from Harry Potter, and yeah, it's pretty, pretty spectacular looking shit. Uh, disgusting. Okay, <laughs> I'm just annoyed as fuck because you know these people hold themselves as pillars of society, and and the thing we're supposed to aspire to, and it is such a cold slap in the face. Someone who believes in their country as you know, I think I speak for both of us. We both consider ourselves pro-American and patriots, and we love our country very much. And this is really upsetting shit. Well, it, I don't know it, it, it is. Well, and, you know, it's okay for me, but not for thee. You know, I mean, that's kind yeah. of the message that that this sends. And, um, you know, uh the appear like i said the appearance is terrible even if nothing you know can be tracked to uh, 
to any, you know, anything inappropriate when it comes to rulings, the optics on it are just horrible. But also, horrible. you know, to have received free travel on private private planes and yachts and not reporting that, um, you know, is a violation of the disclosure law. Which I might point out that a lot of these, a lot of these restrictions date back to after Watergate. So, you know, we're not talking. These are not new things. These are things that have been ongoing. And he's had a, you know, a thirty-year friendship with with Crow, and you know, has never reported any of this. So the entire time he's been on the court, basically. Um, yeah, it's not good, and yeah. and you should be angry about it. And I am, because I get angry about lots of shit. It seems to be my well, starting yeah. position. <laughs> but before we continue, which we will, I want to remind everybody to please check out Wild Hunt. The Wild Hunt is our pagan paper of record. We need it. We love it. We got to have it. It's very important to have actual news for pagans, by pagans. Actually, for anybody by pagans is good. Um, it's important. We need to support it. We need to give it all of our love. I'd also like to stop for a minute and say how excited we are about House of Black Cat Magic, and it's going to be opening in May. And please give that your support for House of Black Cat Magic. It, they are on the Insta. They are on the Twitter. Check it out everywhere. It's all, also on the Facebook. Go go check out the mission that they're trying to accomplish um, as a black cat rescue, and it is wonderful, and give that our support as well. So, okay, moving right along. Yes. Let's, let's get Let's get to the fuckery in our own backyard. What do you say? This is really upsetting. So apparently, this 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 was yesterday. Uh, North Carolina State Representative Trisha Cotham decided to announce she was switching from Democrat to Republican at a news conference in Raleigh. Uh, this gives the Republicans a veto-proof majority, not just a majority. A supermajority. What is a supermajority? Yeah. It means they can't be defeated. There is not any wiggle room. There is nothing. So my concern with this is about any future laws, but also laws that have just been passed. For example, uh, the signing of the extension of Medicare in our state. Will they just immediately get rid of that now? Think? Well, so this is a really unpopular, uh, you know, for for them. So if they do go after like um, abortion care, if they go after LGBTQ folks, I mean, the abortion issue is, like, people are still angry about that, okay? It's been almost a year since yeah. since since Roe was rolled back, okay? Like, we're coming up on what, that's in June, it was June of last year. Mm-hmm. People are still mad about it, okay? Um, and I can't stress this enough. So I know that while, you know, there's a lot of concern about that, uh, about what's going to happen with this, these folks are all going to be looking to get reelected. Okay, now if you think Cotham is going to get is going to get reelected, um, I'd say that you know it's doubtful, and there's going to be a lot of pushback from you know people voted for her as a Democratic candidate candidate you know she was a democrat she got voted in as a democrat for her to flip party like this and to hand the republicans a super majority um 
people are going to be, like, mega mad about it. I mean, like, you can go on any any social media feed and look at the things that are being said, and people are pissed off. If you think cinema changed in parties, <laughs> well, she didn't, and she didn't even become a Republican. She just went to being a, an independent. Um, right. If you think people were mad about that, I mean, this oh. is like a an inferno. Um, so. Uh, I I don't have I don't see her as uh, having much of a future on ho- holding that seat unless she's going to try to level up and go you know run for national office. Yeah. But uh, people are pissed. Which could happen. Yeah. Well, but the, the, the important thing the important thing to re- remember about um you know like the lgbtq issue i think is like the the bigger uh the bigger issue here because the same day that uh that she flipped parties uh, the senate filed bills to uh to regulate trans children in sports uh, ban and ban uh, gender affirming care with the House gaining uh, veto proof majority. So I mean, yep. that's their that's going to be their their next target, and they're banking on the fact that people are not going to get too uh, ruffled by that because you know you're talking about a very small percentage of 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 folks that would that are going to be affected by this right <clears throat> i also think they're wrong about that as well however yeah however the yeah. abortion thing there is no coming back from that um and i i think it's very likely that we're going to start seeing some pushback on the trans stuff too. Um, I don't know if you saw that, like, wasn't it Kansas that um, that has put forth a bill that would uh, require all children to have their genitalia examined to prove um, that, that, that what sex they are? Really disgusting shit. That's just you know, it's hideous. Well, it's hideous what they want to do. Well, so. the the thing is, um, you know, like, how many parents are going to be comfortable with that? None that I know of. None that I know personally, and I know a lot of parents. I can't even imagine subjecting a child to something like that. You know, this is such an overreach into personal liberties. It just all feels like a civil rights offense against everyone. But they they don't know any limits. And, you know, unless we stop them, there won't be any limits for what they can do to us or our kids. I mean... I'm still reeling from the Roe v. Wade uh, undoing, for lack of a better term. I mean, it's just we we are reverting. In some cases, we're moving forward. In some cases, we are so going backwards, and it's really frightening. And locally, um, in some of our smaller counties here, there was a call put out about the fact that a whole pack of MAGA people are running for school board. Folks, you need to understand, this is the ground floor that they get in on. They know, the Republicans know, the hard right knows, the fundy right knows, the MAGA right knows. Get in on the ground floor. They play the long game. And this is how it starts. All politics are local is a true Thing because this is where people get introduced, and if you don't vote in every election, 
local and otherwise, this is what happens. They get in on these local, small boards, and then they gain popularity and they move on. They get their feet wet, they learn what to say and what not to say, what they can and cannot get away with, and then they set their sights higher, and then they set their sights higher. They are in it for the long haul, which is why so many of them are so old, because they've been at this game for such a long time. You've got to be aware and stay engaged in your local politics. It is so important. Well, and yes, you're absolutely correct. I mean, every election is important. And like school board, I mean, like school board positions are actually really important as are, um, you know, zoning and planning. I mean, like all of the things that happen at the local level, you know, even if you think that it's not going to affect you, um, you still, you need to be informed when you're voting. So you know who you're voting for. Um, I'm telling you this, um, this bill that, that, um, the governor of Kansas vetoed it, okay? But because they have enough of a majority, they were able to override uh, the the governor's veto. And so, like any child that wants to uh, that wants to play sports now can be subject to general to genital inspections to make sure that they're not trans. It's a strip search of children, of children. This should outrage everyone, not just parents. As a human being, you should be outraged by this mere idea that children will have to expose themselves to prove who they are. This is an outrage. It is an outrage. Well, and I, now I will say that I have not I have not read the the bill, um, and I don't know that what specific language is in it, but I mean they have got people all wound up about this. So, um, you know, but the, the other thing that I think is important to note here is that. You know, we have a lot of people that have gotten elected to, to office that really don't have a good handle on um, the law. And yep. so, you know, they're introducing legislation that has been created, um, you know, by think tanks like ALEC um, that, you know, so they don't really often – I think they don't really even understand the language that that is being used in the in the mm-hmm. stuff that they're proposing, and then it gets passed, and it's like only in retrospect are they looking at it and and saying, oh, well, that could be a you know a problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think Ridiculous. that that is, I think that's the case with with. Um, with this legislation, but also, I mean, it's just, it's like really horrible and and we're going to see more of this, you know, I mean, we've already seen, you know, like, look at what's happening in Tennessee, look at what's happening in Texas, Texas just passed something horrible, like in the last day or or so too. Um, And like this week in Tennessee, there were, uh, representatives that they're trying to oust because they protested against a, a a gun law that or gun legislation. So I I think it's gonna get crazier before before it gets better, but um to circle back to our original issue of like what will happen in North Carolina as a result of them having a, a, a supermajority now, um, I don't think that it I, – I think if they do pass something on abortion, that 
first of all, I think it's a dumb thing for them to do because this is something that people are mad about. Like, we're talking, you know, it's been almost nine months, and they're still mad about it. For the general public to still be mad about an issue nine months later, and I mean, and we're not talking about, you know, like 30% of the people are mad or 40% of the people mad. We're talking like, you know, between 70 and 80% of the country feel that some level of abortion care should be available. So that's a lot of people. And uh, I think that even if they, even if they do pass it, that even if they ban abortion in North Carolina, (coughs) it's going to come back to, to really just like slaughter them when it comes to the election that those folks will get voted out all but the all but the people who are in the deepest uh reddest districts that um, I think that they'll get voted out and I think it'll get reversed because we're at we're at a tipping point with a with a lot of this. Um, I I agree. But, and I think as long as North Carolina continues to grow and there are parts of North Carolina that are like the fastest growing in the top ten of the country, um, especially where I live in Charlotte. Um, as more people come from other places, they bring other sensibilities with them, and a lot of it oh, yeah. are from Dem- a lot of it is from Democratic states. Um, and people come here because the jobs are continuing to grow, and the, our industry is growing, and every five blocks you have a new apartment complex going up and uptown every other block is a new building going up or retrofit or or some expansion of some sort. Um, Restaurants that had left our uptown area during the pandemic because they couldn't keep up with the cost of staying open are now coming back with a vengeance. New restaurants are opening constantly. And you don't have that where there's no growth from an industry standpoint or an industrial standpoint. So there's a lot going on here. And as folks are more educated and, you know, again, bring their different sensibilities from other states, they're not likely to want to put up with the idea that women shouldn't have control over their bodies or that people who don't look like them shouldn't have certain rights or uh, that people who love differently should be punished. These are not things that folks from other places necessarily agree with, fortunately. Yeah. So as oh, well. things grow here, we're hoping that as things grow here and, in, and grow in our state, because there are other areas of our state that are also growing, uh, the Greensboro-Raleigh area, the Durham area, uh, the also called the triad area where there's a lot of medical centers and a lot of other industry. Uh, North Carolina attracts a lot of people from everywhere. So hopefully this will have a future impact on the politics here as well. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And uh, I, I think that that's definitely true. I mean, if you look at the map of North Carolina, Obviously, the the triangle, um, you know, which is all medical folks, right? Yep. Um, yep. So you got a lot of transplants, but you've also got, you know, North Carolina is pretty diverse when it comes to the types of of, of industry. Uh, you know, yep. when the power plants were were attacked uh, here. You know, there's a, a military complex, there are contractors, there's a military base, um, a major base. And uh, while historically the military tends to be much more conservative as a whole, that's not really what we've been seeing so much uh, overall. There's definitely been more of a trend towards being more progressive as far as thinking and politically, uh, you know, and the medical 
industry in North Carolina is huge. And we've already seen in other states where where they've attempted to pass abortion bans that, uh, you know, doctors, like legions of doctors sending in, you know, signing on to letters saying, you know, this is a bad idea. This, you know, uh, n- never mind the legal uh, complications for for a doctor Absolutely. you know they're right. they're making it very complicated and very difficult for doctors in general and oh, yeah. i don't think yeah. any i don't yeah. think any of that's going to change and i think that if they do pass something and i'm not saying that they're not going to but i think if they do that they'll pay for it at the ballot box because yeah. I, there I is that. not there's not good support for it. I mean, shit, what was it just a few years ago that uh, that Kansas rocked them all back on their heels um, when people came out and voted, like, you know, in record numbers for to keep abortion legal. And, and I think that you're liable to see that same kind of thing happen happen here. Um, people feel like abortion should be legal, um, yep. and they're not going to be happy with them passing legislation like that 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 they feel goes against the you know the will of the voters. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens as a, as a result of them them trying to do that. I think that they're going to pay uh, bigly. At the at the ballot box, um, and I hope you're right. I, I really sincerely hope you're right. The fact that that Roe v. Wade got rolled back to begin with, I find horrifying. And you know, it, I don't know. I hope you're right. I'm I'm a, a little bit more negative than than my partner here. I I sometimes lose my faith in what people believe as opposed to what they actually do. So I'm hoping you're right, and I'm I'm, I'm very skeptical. Well, I mean, I think I think you I think you're right to be skeptical, but I also think that um, you know, and we've had this conversation many times before, is that you can only push something so far before it snaps back. And I think okay. we're you know we're getting we're getting really close to to the snapback point with with a lot of this. I think people are you know people are angry, um, you yeah. know, and they are not in the minority. The only thing that has allowed a lot of this to continue rolling in the direction it's rolling is how gerrymandered the the districts are, uh, which we're going to be talking about a little bit more about that in a minute. But I think right. that, you know, uh, I want to say that uh, for for my birthday this year, my my darling husband got me a copy of uh, Maria Ress's book, uh, How to Stand Up to a Dictator. And it's an excellent book. I highly recommend it. I've just started reading it just uh, a couple of days ago. And it has a lot of really valuable information in it for anyone who is interested in, uh, you know, politics, but also just the journey of how you become a better citizen. Uh, she is she took tremendous risk and continues to do so uh, because at any point in time. Um, you know, they could come for her and arrest her in, in the Philippines. Um, and yet she is doing what she believes is, is right. And, um, and she wrote a book telling the rest of us, you know, how, how, how you make a difference. And, uh, but I think overall you can look at the trends of what is happening and there's no denying that things are pretty shitty at the moment. But I don't think that, you know, you like I keep saying, you can only push things so far before they snap back. And 
I've just been waiting because, I mean, it's it's going to snap back. And probably the best example of that, the best example of that, as my cat is reminding me, is uh, <laughs> is what happened in Wisconsin on Tuesday. And this went, yeah. like, kind of, like, under the radar because of the, yep. you know, of the the former guy show happening um, that a lot of, you know, it barely got a mention. But holy guacamole, they totally were not expecting what they got in uh, in Wisconsin with the, the state Supreme Court seat. And, and that is that the progressive candidate basically beat the conservative candidate for the seat. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about, you know, a state, uh, a state Supreme Court seat, which is nonpartisan, but – which they say that on the surface, but, you know, it is it, – it, it's become – increasingly uh, uh, partisan in the last uh, few years. Sorry, cat interference here. Um, But so like 10 points, the progressive candidate beat the conservative candidate by 10 points uh, in a race that was pretty even and also was one of the most expensive races in the history of the state. Oh. So what that means for the state of Wisconsin is that this shifts the balance of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. <clears throat> and much of it was motivated, you want to guess why? Abortion. Why? Yay! Please. So, you know, over and over again, we are seeing, I mean, Democrats overperformed in the midterms, which, you know, historically they do, you know, whoever is in power, like whoever has the White House, then the next midterm, you know, the group that is out of power usually gains seats. And the party in control does not does not do well. And Democrats, as we've discussed before, like way overperformed and pretty much surprised everybody. And the and the yeah. one issue over and over again when they were, you know, polling people and, and trying to figure out what drove this was a was the right to abortion. Um but the other thing that this is going to do in in Wisconsin is like Wisconsin has some of the most gerrymandered districts of any state. In fact, I think I saw somebody, one of the pundits, say that you know that it was barely a democracy with the the due to the gerrymandering. Um, but because this swings the balance of the court, that means that they could very easily. Uh, kind of dismantle some of that gerrymandering. Um, oh, and I, and I lied. She didn't win by 10 points. She won by 11 points. Uh, yeah, even better. <laughs> so, you know, so as bad as things are, I think that, you know, you can look at when things like this happen, that, you know, it is a... It, it is a sign that that the potential to shift things is is huge, and if everybody can just get on the same page and we can all go vote, then we have the potential to to swing the balance. Um, you know, Kansas is an example of that. Wisconsin is now an example of that. I mean, the midterms spoke loud and clear that. You know that we have the potential to make the impossible possible, regardless of what you know uh, Nate Silvers or any pundit is saying. 
whatever you if you can if you can manage to get your sorry self up off the couch and go vote and vote informed so you know what you're actually voting for then we have the the potential to completely swing the balance in this so how's how's that for a rah-rah speech (laughs) well i mean but it's important to remember that when things are in motion that is the time when things can change honestly in either direction but why not push it in our favor whenever possible so the idea that when things are in motion is the time to act, which is any time you have the chance to vote. Things are in motion. Things can swing. We have already seen that, quote, unquote, common wisdom is not necessarily right. Therefore, it is a chance for things to change rather surprisingly. Therefore, we should all do every, all of us do everything we can to make sure that things swing in the correct direction. But again, as Star points out, if we sit at home and hope somebody else takes care of it, that's why we lose. Or that's certainly how we lose. Because everybody thought Trump would never get elected. Remember those days when everybody was like, oh, he's a joke, it'll never happen? And some of us kept telling you, oh, no, no, don't laugh it off. It's not as funny as you think. And then what happened? People decided they didn't have to go out and vote because they made an assumption on who was going to win. And they were wrong. And the common wisdom was wrong. So whatever rumors you're hearing during any type of election, whether it's local or national, don't pay attention. You go do the right thing to save democracy because it's counting on each of us to do our part, can't leave it to the other person. Exactly. Well, and I mean, it's your civic responsibility. And the only way that a democracy works is when everybody plays their part and votes and participates, you know? And and I'll tell you what, if you want an eye-opening experience, go to... Go to some of the public hearings and uh, committee committee meetings that happen at your in your own local little burg wherever you live. Um, you will be stunned. First of all, you you'll be mind-numbingly stunned because it is some of the driest, boring stuff that you will ever that you can ever imagine. Um, but you know the thing is is like democracy and the rule of law are really kind of boring you know and frankly after 4 years of the farmer guy i'm like all about some boring i would like things to be boring yep. i would like to see yep. you know there not be any more you know uh mtgs um you know uh I would prefer that they go and they do their job and we avoid like all of this bombastic speech and, you know, hyperbole and, and all of that, you know, like, but if you really want to understand how government works, start at home, go to your, you know, your local city council meetings, um, look at how the, the planning board, uh, planning and zoning, look at how they do things. Because all of that, you may think, well, God, this is boring, and I don't see how it affects me. I promise you that when the zoning board decides that they're going to change the zoning, you know, next to your house to industrial, you're going to fucking care about that. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we have to participate. It is the truth. Wow. Well, This wraps another great hour. I just want to remind everybody once again, please check out wildhunt.org. Give the Wild Hunt all your support. It is the pagan paper of record. Please also check out House of Black Cat Magic, also very important. They're on a mission to save kitties. Give them some love. Show them your support. And for now, I'm Raina Starr. That's Star Bustamante. 
I'm going to say good night. Say good night, Star. Good night, Star. All right, everybody. We will see you first Thursday in May. Hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And talk to you all soon.